Second and victory. It wasn't pretty, but it was beautiful. It's kind of been the motto all year long for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they end up getting the number one seed in the AFC against all odds. Welcome into the Second Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. I am joined by Chris Carter. Brett Bachelor is going to join us a little bit later. What's up, Chris? How's it going? Can you believe it, man? I can't. I can't. It's, it's still uh... hard to believe. It's hard to believe. Um, I mean, we haven't seen this team have regular season success like this uh, since 08. I mean, when, when they you know, started the season, uh, just unstoppable, uh, was, was able to snag the one seed that year and, and was a first round exit, or I'm sorry, a, a first game exit. They lost yeah. in the, the divisional round. But um, this team is, uh, has been a roller coaster uh, this season, to say um, the least. But uh, the fact that they've been able to uh, accomplish what they've accomplished under extreme circumstances, uh, when it come, came to injuries and and player loss, uh, lost games, and those sort of things, it's uh, it's amazing what what Rabel and his staff were were able to pull out. All right, before we dive too deep into it and uh, get this podcast going, stop the podcast, hit pause, and make sure you go subscribe to the podcast. Rate five stars, leave us a review. We appreciate it. Wherever you listen to this podcast, we appreciate your support. Um, make sure you're spreading the word about the podcast, too. We are posting this on Twitter, Facebook, every Titans Facebook page. We are in it, posting it each week. Uh, make sure you tell your friends who are Titans fans to check out a new podcast. They need one. This is the one to listen to. Um, we appreciate the support more than you know. Uh, we are brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com and 440 Sports. Again, I say it each week, but Broadway Sports Media is literally the best place to go to get your latest Titans news and coverage. They're, they're, they're literally signing the greatest local writers left and right to talk about the Titans. So if you need any more Titans coverage, Broadway Sports Media is the place to go, as well as get your Nashville Predators news and your Nashville SC news. Um, so make sure you check that out. Also, get us on Twitter, too, at Second and Victory. And uh, visit our merch store, secondandvictory.com. You know, it's playoff time. I know you need some new merch to go to the games and watch the games for the playoff viewings. Check it out, secondandvictory.com. Um, but, yeah, Chris, it, you, it kind of feels like, you know, ever since John Robinson has, has become the GM, he hasn't had a losing season. He's been building this roster, been building each season to get to this moment, to be the one seed. And uh, Mike Vrabel as well has not had a losing season since he's been head coach. And they've just been literally working their asses off since the day he's got here to get to this point. And it, by no means is this the end. This is just the beginning. But you had to get – this is a great start uh, to get where they wanted to go. And, uh, yeah, man, against all odds this season, 91 different players, um, losing your best player halfway through the season and everybody writing you off. And they still find a way to win – the same, uh, the same amount of games as they did when they lost Derek. So it's been incredible to watch, man. It's been a fun, fun season to say the least. Um, would like to have some games back and we can talk about that in a minute, but uh, yeah, you, you cannot be more 
happy and proud and and just to to be a Titans fan right now. It's 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 a good time. Yeah, and it starts at the top, right? I mean, and this team has seen a big turnaround since since Amy Adams Strunk took over um, as the ownership role, and um, you know, moving down the list, John Robinson is now fifty nine and thirty eight as a GM. Uh, just a stellar stellar record for a GM. Uh, in his sixth season, he's never had, like you said, he's never had a losing record um, as a general manager. And then, you know, Vrabel, I mean, he's all credit to him for, for the staff he's put together. Um, no matter what the fan base has said about some of those guys over the last couple of years, I mean, yeah. you know, there, there were, there were obviously major points where we wanted Shane Bowen fired, where, where people wanted Keith Carter fired and, um, you know, more recently, Todd Downing fired, and and those those people were the reason that we're here in this situation, to seeing the Titans and with the one seed, and uh, that that starts with Vrabel. It's major credit to him uh, for putting that together. You bring up a good point, like Shane Bowen. You know, last season we did not want this guy back one bit. And like now this season, you're you're hoping like I hope he doesn't leave. I hope he, I hope he sticks around for another year. Um, and I think that's credit to, to Vrabel. And, and kind of putting aside their ego, whatever the case may have been last season on, on why it, things didn't work the way it did, um, to find common ground on the one common goal, that's to, to be a, the, the best defense or um, go to the Super Bowl, whatever it may have been to, to, to knock the Eagles aside. They, they did that, and um, the defense has, has been one of the, the focal points this season on why the Titans have got as, as far as they have and has won as many games as they have. Um, I don't think they could have been, you know, got here without that defense and, and, and the players that have stepped up. And again, it goes to John Robinson, the players he's added to this roster, Danico Autry, uh, Bud Dupree, even that you can go down the list, the younger guys, Christian Fulton, Elijah Molden, so on and so forth. Um, so, it was uh, Sunday. Got a little, got a little crazy. They get to the twenty-one nothing lead. You're thinking, all right, it's gonna be coast. They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, finish this game. It's gonna be forty-five to seventeen, and it was not that case. I got a little nervous during that third oh, quarter, yeah. Chris. Yeah, very much so. Uh, I think I sent a text. What the hell are we doing uh, to you guys? And um, it, it, it started to unravel. Um, and, and that, that's a lot of credit to that Texans team. I mean. Mm-hmm. They were they were finding holes in the defense and and uh, when they were playing defense they were just getting stops. I mean I think I think the Titans had what three straight three and outs on offense. I believe so. Um, and and it was on the verge of being another one and then uh, we we saw a, a little Houdini act out of Ryan Tannehill. Um, the, just you know the the fact that it did get that close is worrisome. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of felt like uh, you just kind of lost yourselves for a minute. You, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and hopefully that's – and maybe that's something they needed to do, you know. Uh, made them really aware that you can't take your foot off the gas and, and you can't think, oh, this one's over, because uh, you never know when it might not be. 100%. Um, I think that one of the – I guess the turning point in that game um, – was the third down play with Ryan Tannehill and the sack that wasn't a dude. I literally, I mean, I looked down, I, I, as soon as I saw the Texans D lineman kind of get on Tannehill, I put my head down and I look up and he's on the, he's, you know, he's running around the pocket 
I'm thinking, what just happened? Um, so that play to find, uh, I believe, NWI, Nick Westbrook, Ikea, um, on that play, could kind of save the entire game. It kind of shifted momentum, and um, they go down and, and score on that drive as well. Um, but, dude, I can't talk enough about Ryan Tannehill and his, his game Sunday. Um, four touchdown passes and kind of the, the, the trend that he's been on these last three games, Chris. Um, the last three weeks, he's been 58 for 79, 616 yards, which isn't, you know, great by any means, but seven touchdowns and a 73% completion percentage. Yeah, talk about a guy getting hot right when you need him to. Um, the Tannehill on Sunday was electric. I yep. mean, he was everything that I know we've said on this podcast that we think Tannehill is to this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to the the Houdini act, like that was it, that was not the only time during the game where where Tannehill just put the team no. on his shoulders. No, um, and and that speaks volumes of him uh, as the leader of the team, uh, and it speaks volumes of his ability as a quarterback. I think he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL. I've said it multiple times. Uh, and on Sunday, I think he he justified that. He's not flashy. I mean, he's not your Justin Herbert and your Josh Allen and your Mahomes. He's not that. He's he's flashy, but not a big numbers flashy. Like when this dude can have the highlight reel play of the game where he busts off a thirty-five yard run. Yeah. You know, like he can have those flashy plays, but he's not going to put up massive numbers. I mean, a four touchdown game. I. I, I'm actually curious. We should look it up sometime. How many four touchdown games he's actually had in his career? Because I bet it's not a very high number. No. Whereas you know Patrick Mahomes does it. You know, every few weeks it mm-hmm. feels like. Right. Um, but he's a he's a guy that's going to make the highlight play when you need the highlight play. One hundred percent. And um, it's just good that kind of getting the monkey off his back, so to say. He's had a rough, you know stretch this season where he's throwing, you know, picks and had turnovers. And, um, I mean, not to mention the four interception game against the Texans. Uh, he's had some bad moments. But to kind of like, you know, like, like I said, trend in the right direction at the end of the season when you need him the most. Um, it's kind of been if – you, if you read articles, if you listen to the national media, the one thing that, the, that they think is going to hold the Titans back in the playoffs is the quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. And I don't necessarily think that at all. Um, I think it's gonna. I mean, I don't think it's Tannehill, man. To be honest with you, I really don't. I, I would have probably said that last year, but this year, I, 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 it's just something different about him, man. I think he, I think this team is so focused um, and confident in seventeen that I think he'll make the big plays this 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 playoff run. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and and we know that he's a he's a quarterback that's willing to do whatever it takes to to win the game. Um, what was it? The Patriots game playoff game. Uh, well, he had what eighty one passing yards or something like that, like yeah. a ridiculously low number. Yeah. Uh, but that's because that's that was the game plan, and yeah. that's what he needed to do. Yeah. Um, Even that Steelers game as well. Yeah, and and so he's a he's a quarterback. He's he's the bona fide leader of this team. Um, I, I think that's crystal clear. Um, and uh, no, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't give up Tannehill for the world right now. Uh, Cause I think, I think he is the, the right guy to lead the team right now. Yep. I agree. Um, something else that I think I was, I was happy to watch 
Sunday was the wide receivers and how Tannehill threw the ball around. Uh, nine different players caught a pass from him Sunday. But just the chemistry that you saw in the first half, really, with Julio Jones uh, and getting him involved early was um, was promising. Um, and I, I, we haven't really talked about it on here at all, but there's a lot of talk this past couple of weeks about Julio and how much of a disappointment he has been and how uh, he hasn't been worth his contract one bit. And sure, you know, he's not the same Julio Jones you saw in the, in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. He's not the, the all pro guy anymore, but he could still come in and help your team out. And he's still Julio fucking Jones. Okay. It, it just, it is what it is. Um, I think if he has more games like he did Sunday in the playoffs, if he has 80 yards, if he has another touchdown, if he makes crucial third down catches, if he makes one 60-yard catch down the field, it's worth all the money in the world. And and there were two chances for it in that game. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill just, just overthrew him. Um, and, and we talked about it offline, but in the in the previous game, there was a route that Julio was wide open down the center of the field and, and Tannehill just didn't see him. Uh, I believe he ended up dumping it off to Hilliard uh, is what we, we found out in that, in that clip. But uh, I, I do want to go back in the second quarter. Uh, it was second and one uh, and Titans ran play action. Thank God. Um, and Julio had an out route and it was that whole, that play. I remember it specifically because it, it felt like vintage Julio Jones to me. Um, and if we can get some more of that vintage Julio Jones uh, during the playoffs, then this team just has a, you know a, a complete added dimension to to this offense. And the touchdown that he had, um, it was a game winner practically. Uh, a dime yeah. from a dime from Tannehill, and uh, offensive line gave Tannehill time to find him. Uh, gave Julio time to get open. The the celebration that they all went to Julio after. I mean, you could tell how much they've been wanting him to get it uh, the entire season. It just so happened that the last the last regular season touchdown of the season came from Julio Jones, which I'm not upset about by any means. Man, he got one, and uh, hopefully that's just something they can build upon in the playoffs. Because I kind of I feel like that they're hitting their stride. It's a healthy Julio. You get a healthy AJ Brown, and that's something I was I wanted to mention. AJ had another good game. Um, you know, not a not a big flashy game by any means, but he had a, a, enough catches four four catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. And they were um, a couple of those were crucial catches yeah. uh, that extended drives. Um, I think it was uh, ex- extremely exciting to see how well NWI did in in a third down role, or I'm sorry, in a third wide receiver role where uh, AJ and and Julio were taking some of the coverage off of him. Uh, that that catch down the middle, perfect throw by Tannehill. Only NWI could catch it. Um, and 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 those sort of those kind of plays from him. Um, I mean, if we can start expecting more of that, like John Robinson found a diamond, man. I agree. Uh, another guy, and just talk about the receivers. I mean, like I said, Tannehill threw the ball to nine different guys Sunday, so a lot of people caught passes. Uh, the resurgence of Anthony Ferkshire, four catches, fifty-six yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, um, and it wasn't an anomaly. He's he's been doing this the last couple games now. Um, it's good to see. I mean, that's a guy that you you need uh, to be that, you know, that jumbo slot, um, you know, slightly, you know, offset off the line, uh, tight end. Like, you need that weapon 
Uh, and if and if Ferks has got his confidence back, then that's huge. And the, I, li- I like the confidence they still have in him. You know, he's made some kind of bonehead decisions this year, a few fumbles here and there, but they 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 stuck stuck the course with with Ferkser. Because really, what other options do you have besides Jeff Swain? Um, Pruitt's gone now. They do sign Ryan Izzo, which I was I was hoping to see Ryan Izzo Sunday. I really was. Um, I hope that you're gonna kind of see him did in the he, playoffs. Did he get any snaps? I don't remember. I know outside of special teams. I know we got a couple of special team snaps. But, I don't remember seeing him. Um, I don't. I'm not. I don't want to compare the the past to the present or anything. But um, you know, Ferkser did statistically have effectively the exact same stat line for the season as Johnny Smith. Mm. Uh, and I said going into the season that. While Janu does bring additional things that Ferkser doesn't, specifically the blocking uh, and his ability, you know, to carry the ball if you need him to, it wouldn't be that far of a drop off from Janu to Ferkser. And statistically, it wasn't. I mean, Patriots got the same production out of Janu that we got out of Ferkser. Um, Ferkser even had one one more touchdown than Janu, um, and that's not saying that Ferkser was good by any means. He was he did not live up to what we needed out of the offense ninety nine percent of the season, but um, John who really didn't either uh, and was very overrated by this fan base. Yeah, and I hate that uh, he's now being viewed as a bust in the eyes of Patriots fans because he was so good here for a few seasons. Um, and I think looking back, um, looking back, I'm, I'm glad they didn't pay John Smith. I really am. Yeah, because like like we're talking about now, I mean the same productions come from Ferguson and Swain. They they they've they've done all right without without a true starting tight end. Yeah. Um, but and it, and some of the you know Swain made some terrible plays this season too. I mean practically yeah. everybody on offense did at some point. Yeah. Um, but Swain stepped up a lot for uh, sure, and and ended up being a really key uh key piece to the cog on offense this season. One hundred percent. Um. All right, so they got the one seed. They finished the season strong on a three-game winning streak uh, to finish 12-5, and five, and they get the first round by. So let's look back at the 12 wins, five losses they had on the season. And, Chris, I want you to pick out your favorite game. The one mm. that – I don't know. I mean, it could have been win or loss. I don't know why you pick a loss, but um, – Favorite game this season. Well, I, I will I will make one note. Uh, a positive in a loss is that the Steelers beat us, which effectively cost the Colts the the playoffs. 100%. Um, that's the only loss I'm okay with. Um, man, there were some really good games this season. Yeah. Um, I, I would I would put Sunday up there. Like I had a lot of fun on Sunday watching that game because sure. it got interesting. Uh, I think overall my favorite game of the season though was the one I got to go to, uh, the 49ers game. Um, on Thursday night, uh, it ended up being a good matchup. The the Titans uh, played really really good football uh, in the second half to to win that game. And um, as as I think I've said before, I grew up a 49ers fan before the Titans existed. Um, so it was kind of a nostalgia trip for me. Um, I try to go every year the tit- every year the Niners play in Nashville. I go to that game. So uh, that game was a lot of fun for me. And I think that was my favorite of the season. What about you? Man, the easy answer for me because 
okay this it, i'm just looking at the, the schedule now again and kind of looking through like damn this that was a great game and oh my god that was even a better game and oh they wouldn't i mean this and that the seattle was a fun game to start the year um they lose that they're down zero and two and and you know you're questioning this team quite a bit but they come back and rally back from i think 17 to win that game um i was at the buffalo game monday night football what a Crazy game that was, um, the ending there to to stop Josh Allen on the goal line. You whooped the Chiefs' ass at home. That was a fun one. I mean, and, that game, that, and game that one, over. that one might have been the most important win of the season because that's sure. the win that got you the the one seed. One hundred percent, because you nailed the tiebreaker of them. That was a time where the Titans were ascending. Uh, a time where the Chiefs were descending, and you were like, "Dude, the Chiefs may not make the playoffs." I think they were third in the division at the time. Um, yeah. they were struggling. So you're like, I mean, are the Chiefs frauds this year? And of course, as it happened in 2019, they lose that game. They go on this massive winning streak yeah. after that. Of course, the Titans are the are the catalyst for the always. The it always is. Um, but dude, I want to go with the uh, Rams game. I want to go in LA when it was the, the Rams Sunday Night Football. Something about yeah. I always love the Titans on Sunday Night Football because they never get it. It's very rare they right. get it. Maybe once every couple of years. This game was also on my birthday. Um, I was wanting to go this entire time, but I was on baby watch. So I did not, was not sure if I could go or not. I had a big party at my house for it. And, uh, dude, we just had a lot of fun. So I'm going to go with the Rams game because that was the first game without Derrick Henry. You had Adrian Peterson and everybody just wrote the Titans off. So what they do, what do they do? They, they, you know, punch the Rams in the mouth. KB, yeah. our boys got a pick six. And uh, it was just a fun game to watch because uh, everybody doubted the Titans that week. And there were a, a shit ton of Titans fans in L.A. Um, I remember hearing them on TV. So I'm going to go to the Rams. But there was a lot to uh, pick from. Even the week after the, that Saints game, that got interesting. Yeah. There were some really good games this season. Um, the the Rams game, you're right, though. That was that was a great one just because we, we didn't really know what to expect out of the Titans offense either as as fans. No. Um, everyone had written them off. We were we were all probably drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit, thinking, you know, Derek's gone. What are we gonna what is the offense gonna be now? Um, but then Adrian Peterson <laughs> has a touchdown and uh that was a fun one, man. I agree. Yeah, so Rams, and then if you man, just if you want to talk about the, just the season recap, man, just what you know this this twelve and five prediction, Chris, you should have you know we before the season. I don't know if you had this bold predictions pulled up or not. Um, I'd love to go back through and, and kind of hear those and what we got right and got wrong. I know Brett wrong. I know Brett got the uh, prediction right, but Chris, you should have had it to tell you the truth, man. If I mean, even if you, they should have won the Jets game. Yeah. Uh, they should have beat the Texans. They should have not let that slip. And they should have beat the Steelers. They let that slip. Yeah. So your only two losses on the season truly should have been the Patriots and the Cardinals. Yeah. And, and even remember the Patriots game, the offense was decimated. And they even uh, had a chance in that game. Yeah. Yeah. The turn uh, So I went, I went 13 and four, obviously. Um, as you're saying, I was, I was off by a game. Um, both, but both you and Brett uh, went twelve and five. So let's go, Brett. You too. Uh, the uh, you want you want to roll with your your three predictions here? Uh, yeah, go for, go for it. You were one off on this one. Uh, Titans win all six division games. Dog, I'm so pissed about um, that. 
six Titans Pro Bowlers. Uh, you should have said six six Colts Pro Bowlers, and you would have had that one right. Um, and then Titans have a top ten offense and a top ten defense. They, uh, did they finish the top ten offense? Points? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, we can look that up though. I, I don't uh, think they, so though. Um, it's top what fifteen ish defense, something like that. They finished with the number two uh, rushing rushing defense offense by defense, yeah, defense yeah by two yards, mm. uh, which was which ended up being a Ben Roethlisberger kneel down at the end of the game. So they should have finished with the number one run defense, um, but that didn't play out that way. Um, they ended up with the 15th ranked offense in points and the sixth ranked offense, or sorry, the sixth ranked defense in points. So they had a top 10. You got half of it. Half of it. Um, but. Uh, and if we Brett, count the, the Pro Bowl alternates, they kind of add up to six, don't they? Do we have four alternates or five alternates? <laughs> was it, I think it was four. Four. All right. Never mind then. Uh, so you were close. Um, Brett. Uh, prediction number one, you actually lost this one uh, the first game of the season. You said they'd be 4-0 and against the NFC West. Yeah, um, I remember that. I believe they, they ended up going 3-1. Three 3-1, and, three and one. Uh, three and one, yeah. But, uh, you had Titans defense top 14, uh, which Got accomplished. Uh, and then the offense averaged over 30 points per game. Yeah, not even close. They did not make that mark. Not even um, close. Well, they finished Unfortunately – and for um, sure. 24-ish, 25-ish probably. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get any right. Um, Ooh. Titans, Titans lead the league in turnover differential. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. Uh, Yikes. Titans have at least two special teams touchdowns. Uh, there were a couple of times I thought Chester might break one. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then the, the – the one that did not come to fruition at all. AJ and Julio combined for 2,200 yards. Oh, <laughs> man. Yikes. Do they even combine for, yeah, they combine for a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, AJ was pretty close. I think he had eight, yeah. eight, 800 and something on his oh. That's crazy, man. Think about all the games AJ missed, too. I know. It's the games he played. He had massive, you know, he had big numbers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brett, how's dinner? Good. It was real good. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm a little late, but Where, it was solid. Where'd you go? Beat 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 ups. Of course. Always solid though. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't beat it. No. They just opened but, it. Bro, when y'all come to the beat ups in the borough, they just open it. Uh in a couple it, weeks. It opens as this long week, as right? as long as the Titans stay in the playoffs, it'll be in a couple weeks. Makes sense. So, so yeah. this is and then, uh, so the Murfreesboro beat ups is apparently one of the the new uh concept layouts for them. Ooh. Uh they have two I, jumbotrons. <laughs> And the entire bar is made out of recycled basketball court. Oh, okay, cool. that's cool. That's I had dope. a I had a buddy go the soft opening the other day and said it was very cool inside, but he didn't tell me all that. That's dope. Yeah, that's very neat. That's cool. Yeah, that's real cool. Yeah, dog. But I, I go back and forth. They got this thing called a classic chicken wrap, where mm. you can get it but still have it put in whatever wing sauce that you want. Mm -hmm. It's gas. So that's that's I go with that sometimes. So I love beat ups. People show on beat ups, dude. I've been eating beat ups since I was in middle school. I love uh, it. Yeah, I love it. I've literally got the same thing every single time. I mix it up every now and then. Like if if Courtney gets something, I'm like, hey, get this because I'm gonna eat off that. But I get just boneless wings, honey barbecue every yep. single time. Yep, yep. 
That's just that what you exactly, get in a. That's that exactly my juice? word. I can't Every go time. wrong with it, man. I, I just have to get it. Carrots and ranch. That's it. It's gas, man. It's gas. I'll go. I like. I like. I like carrots. But I like celery a lot though too. So I'll go with yeah, celery. Yeah, celery go. All right, Brett, you're coming at a good time, man. What I have, uh, what we talk about now is. Just talk, we talked about the one seed, what that means, uh, just a season recap. You, you kind, of, kind of came out very intelligent. What was your favorite game of the season? Oh, uh, man, I loved the San Francisco game. Everything about it. Uh, San Francisco, yeah, dude, San Francisco, I knew they are good, man, but that was, to me, and we've all been going to games for a long time now, that was one of the fastest teams I've seen in person in a lot. Like, I knew they were quick, man, but, like, that team running from east to west was insane. Yeah. And just the, the way the game played out, seeing A.J. come back like that, uh, Tannehill going to A.J., taking over in the fourth, that was a lot of fun. Um, Monday night is obviously up there um, with the Josh Allen stop. But to me, just the first one that comes to mind is the San Francisco game and because of how much it meant as well. That's a good answer. There's a few like that. I, I picked the Rams game. Yeah. I that was the, this 49ers game to me, was kind of like the Chiefs game two years ago with the blocked field goal and all that. They kind of had the same little vibe to it to sure. me. So can't go wrong with it. All right. So I'm gonna I got this from our buddy Zach with F words. Uh he got on with Raiden Gall and and I thought this was a really good point to bring up. So I mean this is the one of the 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 one of three times in franchise history this has been this team's been the one seed. So it hasn't happened too often. So you'd have to think this is one of the better teams in franchise history. Um you have this year, you can think about the 2008 year, you can think about the 2000 year, and then you can also think about the 99 year. But the 99 year, we know that they were not the one seed that year. The Jags were. Yep. Um, so back in the AFC Central days. So I'm going to ask you guys this, and we can talk about it. Where does this 2021-2022 Tennessee Titans team rank historically in all the years? Top. Give me, Give me a number. Give me a number. Give me a number. I'm gonna. I'm gonna top say five third. is the easy choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say third right now. Um, Behind the teams, Super Bowl team, uh, and the AFC Championship team from a couple years ago. You think that? Interesting. Yeah. Do you think I, the AFC Championship team was better than last year's team? No, but last I, year's I, team was dogs. I, I think the overall product ended up being better, obviously. I didn't think about the, that, team, the Chris. Yeah. The disappointing playoff experience. The thing that I struggle with is, like, everybody says the Titans made it to the Super Bowl in 99, the 99 season, but everybody says the year after that, that team was better. They just ran into a hot Baltimore team that took them yeah. down. Everybody swears that 2000 team was the best team that's come through Nashville. Yeah. but I think, I think uh, as a regular season team, that's probably – the number one season, and this is number two, I would say. From a, from yeah, a re- just a regular season standpoint. From a uh, regular total season product, standpoint. Yeah. Man, I think if we're going by regular season, I would say third or fourth, because that that 08 team, man, that team was that that team was different. It had some that had some swag sure. to it that's never really been felt like in Nashville. And then, I mean, yeah, I'd say third or fourth. Maybe fourth, I think. So, what's your answer, Olson? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say first. No, no, no. Okay. I'd, I'd say second. Yeah, I'd say second. Yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to. I, I mean, I think I think it's valid. You can't, but um, I also you brought. I mean, I didn't think about the the AFC title uh, game uh, yeah. team. 
But you could also argue, man, the year they lost to the Raiders, like that team. Was yeah. That, I think that was 02, 02, mm-hmm. that team. Um, yeah, those, that 2000, 2003 stretch, they had some, we had some really good teams then. Dude, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go second. It's um, going to end up being, it's going to end up being number one, but facts. Yeah. Third, <laughs> third right now. Facts. I, I'm going to go second. Um, just because of the, the drama of this season. Um, all the all the roster movement, losing Derek, still winning as many games without him that they had with him. Um, I think that's right. I think I might have won. I forget. Um, but just just everything about it, the resiliency of this team, and 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 the fact that you now have a, a, a probably your coach of the year and maybe the executive of the year. I haven't been able to talk about that yet, but yeah, it'd be crazy that they got a clean sweep. Uh, which I mean, they they, they they're deserving. I'm not gonna say they get it, but they're very deserving of it. Um, deserving enough to where there's a good chance they lose a couple front office pieces. 100. percent So with, uh, with Cowden and uh, with Austin uh, Fort. Yeah, man, they both getting been interviews, which as they should, man. But absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go second, and uh, kind of thinking about. I, I went back and looked at the 08 team just to just kind of see statistically and look at some numbers. Do y'all know that Mike Jeff Fisher that year didn't, he didn't win coach of the year. He also didn't even come in second in voting in coach of the year. He got third. Who won it that year? Help me out if I'm wrong. God, without looking. Uh, the Falcons coach, Mike Smith. Mike Was Smith, he the coach then? Yeah. That's who it would have been. Was I it think. Mike Smith? Yeah, Mike Smith. I believe so. They went, I didn't know. I didn't know he was there. Man. They went twelve and four. Uh, I'm sorry. They went four and twelve the year before, and then they went eleven and five that year, and then um, Tony Sperano in got Miami second, got second. Wow. And so Jeff got only three votes. Dang man, unfathomable for a one seed team. Like they for the one seed team. That took down that Steelers team in what was it, like week ten or so. It started, no, no. started the year what eleven? It was yeah. eleven and zero, right? Uh, ten and zero. They lost the eleventh game. Ten and zero. Yeah, to the freaking right. Brett Favre to, Jets. To the dude, Jets. The Brett Favre yeah. Jets. I was there. <laughs> I was too. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, I remember that game. I remember it like it was yesterday. Tough, tough, tough. But yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna go second. I think it's a good. I mean, it's a good fun debate to talk about. And That's a good one. Team ranks, but um, all right. So with that. I want to get y'all's take, man. It's, it's it's playoff time, and this is where it gets fun, and it's kind of what we've been waiting for all season of of this is you know where these boys shine, and um, never thought the one seed was a was a thing, but we knew that they could at least you know they had a were the favorites and had a damn good shot to win the division, and as they did that, but you look forward now, you look at the playoff scheduling and whatnot. Um, the Chiefs will play the Steelers, unfortunately. I'm very mad that we had to fucking watch Big Ben another week, <laughs> but we do. Thanks, Brandon Staley. Yep. Uh, did y'all watch the end of that game? Hopefully. Yes. Yes. And absolutely. One of the best games of the year. It's so good. The, the perfect in the season. Yeah, no doubt. I, I really thought it was going to end in a tie. Uh, As it should have. Though. Added to, yes. It should have. Yeah. Like the the Raiders were ready for the tie. Oh. Brandon Staley outsmarted himself. I've watched a whole lot of stuff about that. that multiple times throughout the season, too, yeah. in the regular season. So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Chiefs will play the Steelers. Bills will host the Patriots, and the Bengals will 
uh, host the Raiders. So I'm going to ask y'all, not who do you not want to see in the divisional round, but who do you want to play in the divisional round? Pittsburgh. But I would think, I don't know, man, you struggled with them last time. Now you got Derek. Um, I mean, no. I'd say Pittsburgh because I think it would be the easiest game. Yeah, but... Are they going to upset Kansas City? No, I don't think so, no. Uh, I mean, I think there's a there's a good chance that we could see Las Vegas. That's who I want to see. That's who I want to play. Yeah, it'd be a good they're, game. They're riding high on some momentum right now. Um, what a what a crazy season for them as well, and I think they're very deserving in the playoffs. Um, yeah. they could easily upset Cincinnati. I think. I agree. Um, I think Cincinnati's a team. There's not a whole lot of experience. A very, very, very young roster, uh, young head coach. Uh, they've been hit and miss in a lot of games this year. When they're on, dude, they're on. But when they're off, they'll score 10 points and uh, and lose. So, I would say I want to – And don't forget, Rangers. Joe Burrow got hurt at the end of that game, and we really don't know how hurt he was. That was another stupid um, play, too. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind going against the Patriots. Really? Why? Um, I mean, I think this – this team was decimated with injuries the first go around. Uh, it was it was a game through three quarters. Um, I think I think Vrabel knows uh, Belichick very well uh, and knows how to beat Belichick well. Um, I I don't think that it would be the same story uh, second time around this season. I'm, I th- I think we could handle him. It's fair. He's beaten Rich, Belichick Rich. twice now. He's two and one against yeah. us. Plus, it's yeah. a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. You know, um, that's that's not always uh, – obviously, rookie quarterbacks can, can be calm, cool, and collected, but it's the playoffs. There's a lot of pressure. I agree, Chris. If I, I would I'd probably choose Las Vegas first, and I'll probably – the answer may, may should be New England. Um, but I'd go Vegas, New England in that because I, I don't think the Steelers upset the, the Chiefs as much as we wanted to. Cincinnati would be a dogfight of a game. If they yeah, and I just them. don't want to see it, man. They, they, they can give you problems, man. If Burrow's on and those receivers Dude, are on. Dude, if you – yeah, but the second you see Burrow look to wind back and you see Jamar going down the sidelines, it could be – I mean, it could very if you if, – if the Titans end up facing Cincinnati, it could very well be a shootout. I have nightmares about a Marcus Mariota revenge game in the playoffs. I thought about that too, and I, I don't really yeah. care about that. He, he's not going to have much effect on that game, I don't think. He may have a few snaps, but um, what if, though? Like, what if Autry just knocks Derek Carr out the game and then Marcus has to lead that entire game? <laughs> what if? Like, what? How, did that, Dude, that that's 100% a, how it would happen. Like, we all, be, it I is. Mean, let's be It'd realistic. Be fate. It's fate. That's fate. the way this season uh, has gone. Uh, that's what, how it would play out. Call me naive, call me biased, but I, I don't think it matters who they play in the divisional round. I think we just need to go ahead and fast forward to the days and title game against it because it's going to be the Chiefs, Chiefs Bills probably next round. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a really good uh, matchup. I know the Bills want revenge from, from last year, and uh, the Titans will beat whoever, and then we'll be waiting on one of those teams in the AFC title game. Rich Basakia, maybe. Is it Basakia or Basaccia? Basaccia. His, his son, uh, Richie, went to MTSU. Had a, had a few classes with him. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's he cool. He very well could have coached himself into a job in Las Vegas, I think. Very well. I think if they win a playoff game, I think they beat the Bengals. I think then you have to really realistically give him a chance. Absolutely. Bring it back. Unless there's just somebody else that you just absolutely love. But 
the stuff that Las Vegas has gone through this year, for him to hold them down and get them into the playoffs is insane. There's I mean, there's some pretty good coaches out there right now. There are. I mean, even there's like seven the, job openings right now, too. Doug Peterson, I think, deserves another shot. Now you get Brian have Flores. A job. I think the Jim Harbaugh needs Flor- to Flores getting fired is the most ridiculous thing that has happened ever in, in the coaching world in a long time. Yeah, he's better than Miami though. So I'm ha- I'm I'm happy he's gone. Oh, I think I think I, he. Can, I agree. I agree. I think Minnesota will be a good a good spot for him. Um, Denver, I think, would Chicago be a good spot for him. with Justin Fields. That because I mean you. I would say even the Giants. I think now that the, the GMs are gone in both Chicago and New York, a clean slate, and they're going to hire yeah. somebody. I mean, you can't get much worse than those two GMs. Gosh, um, no. So, there's good rosters yeah. on both those teams. Denver, Minnesota, Chicago, even the Giants. The, it, the Giants are ass, but it's because of coaching. <laughs> I think, I think it's, a, it's a decent roster. To tell you the truth, um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. But yeah, I'm excited for uh, the playoffs this weekend to kind of see what happens. Even the gonna... NFC side, man, NFC side's gonna have some good games as well. It'll be a lot of, but I tell you what, I think the 49ers Cowboys might be the game of the weekend. 100. percent I absolutely, absolutely agree. Yeah, 100 agree with you. That's gonna be a lot I, of fun. I mean, if if Dax plays as well as we know Dax can, Dak, sorry. Dax. Um, <laughs> I believe that I believe that it could be them and the Packers uh, in the in the NFC title game. I would love that. Yeah. Somebody else the other day said it's very fitting for the Cowboys to finally be back in the playoffs, but their games on Nickelodeon. <laughs> that is fitting. I'll uh, I'll be the old head in the room, and I hate the Monday night game. It's interesting. I think not it's a very fan of it, man. I think I, I think that it, it's not fair to those two teams. Whoever wins that I game has to have on a short week in the playoffs. It's a good point. It's a good yeah, point. I don't think it's right at all. I think, I think, yeah, you're getting your money, you know, the money out of it, the viewership, but that benefits the league. That does benefit these guys. Um, playoffs, all. man. The playoff, the playoffs hit. They just hit different. It's such a good feeling, man. You come like, man. I remember like even even in like two years ago when I came home from not home, but I got. A, I went to church with my teammates. We went and got lunch. And I came back in. It was like we came in right at kickoff, man. It was like 30 degrees outside walking into our apartment, dude. It just the play the the feeling of the playoffs, regardless if the Titans are playing or not, is just totally different feeling. Just a real quick I'm gonna get these Twitter questions, but dude, are y'all will y'all be at the game? Britt, you'll be at the game, the divisional. 100%. Round? Yep. Um that place is going to erupt Bonkers. when they Bonkers. announce Derrick Henry. Yeah, because surely I, I've been thinking about that. Like, are they going to do the thing where they used to do, where like the entire team runs out the tunnel at the same time, or they like let the deep? Because they've been doing this year, the defense will run out one game, the offense runs out one game. Yeah, surely they'll let the offense run out this game. No, and dude, and as much as Matt, as much as Matt loves to like extenuate things on the PA, it'll be even louder when he yells out Derrick Henry's name as well. Yeah, I'm not gonna get to Matt, but yeah. I'm not going to talk about Matt. Matt's got a lot of shit here lately. I'm not going to be the one to give him more shit. Um, well, I, I didn't mean that in a bad way. No, I know, I know, I know. I, I, okay, I yeah. was. I was. I know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dude, yeah, you're right, though. The, just when, they, when he comes up the tunnel last, it's going to be insane, man. Insane. Long time man. coming. All right. So we yeah, everybody knows it's going to be last, too. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first one from at Hankus10. 
how much trust do you have in number two? And he's referring to Julio Jones. Enough. Uh, yeah, I trust. Um, I trust him. I mean, uh, yeah, I trust him. Uh, I trust him enough. I mean, I think as long as as long as the other weapons are on the field, AJ, um, uh, even NWI, like I think I think Julio can do his job. Um, he can, but like I, I was talking about earlier before Brett hopped on that those little that vintage out route um those sort of vintage julio plays if we can get a few of those um yeah i trust them i think man like like i'm with chris as long as the other guys are on the field because even when the titans traded for julio i didn't expect 2012 2015 18 julio and so when when this year when the ball has been thrown to him he's been reliable in my eyes he's just it's just not the same julio as he used to be so as long as, like Chris, as long as the other guys are still on the field, I, I mean, I trust Julio for sure. On the field, yeah, that's that's, yeah, the, key, yes. that's, that's the key term with it. Um, <laughs> but I think I think he is. I mean, he played a full game Sunday without really coming off the field at all. I mean, I, I feel like I saw Julio on the field more than I saw him off the field Sunday. Um, caught some big passes, had a lot, of, had had enough targets. And uh, probably the most targets he's had in a game since, since that Seattle game. And then, of course, caught the touchdown. Um, so, I think they're building that chemistry. Um, I mean, it's going to come in practice. And the more they practice, the more he's at practice, the more it's going to happen. And now they get another week to, to work on that chemistry. And, yeah, I'm confident. Now, I talked about it earlier, Brett. You know, there's been a lot of uh, talk about Julio and how, he, how he's not been worth his contract and they're paying him too much money. He shouldn't come back, this and that. But if Julio just gives you – and this is my take on it, and people have, have disagreed about this – um, if he just gives you another game like he did Sunday, back-to-back games like he did Sunday, if he gives you another touchdown, um, a 60-yard bomb down the field, a couple crucial third-down catches, he's worth he's worth the contract. That's all, I totally agree. That's all he's you worth need the contract. Me. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm right there he, with you. If the run he had in that 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 playoff run when he was with the Falcons when they went to the Super Bowl, he if you can see that again, just a little bit of that, 75% yeah. of that. He's worth it, man. Like you want, you Dude. brought on Julio for this stretch of the season right here. Yeah, yeah. And a seventy-five percent Julio is, I mean, that's like a hundred percent of three other receivers on other teams. Yeah. I mean, getting seventy-five percent from Julio is enough, especially when, like we said, he's not. Uh, like I said, sorry, he doesn't have to be your number one guy. AJ is your number one guy. So, like you said, Julio having a game like he did in Seattle, and again last week. I mean, I, I'm with you. That's that's worth it. Um, another good question from at Obi John Kenobi. He's reached, he's done these questions before. That's our dog. Yeah. He listens to the podcast a lot. I appreciate you. Um, what's some of your favorite Titans playoff moments over the years? I think it starts uh, for me with the, the Marcus Mariota self catch. It's mm, a good one. Oh yeah. Um, good one. That was, that was one of the most, uh, the craziest moments I think we've ever seen uh in in titans playoff history but that was just like the being against the chiefs and, and all of that it was just such an exciting moment the way they came back in that game too yeah, yeah. that whole game to me um i had just lost my childhood best friend a few days before that so mm. that game uh me and him were both massive titans fans growing up um so that that game was really special to me uh just in general but uh specifically that moment i think will will live with me forever for sure Man, I'll tell you what, I, the, the Titans-Ravens game 
when Tannehill dropped back and threw the bomb to Khalif Raymond. Mm. That's that year. I was like, okay, bro, this team really might have something. Yeah. When that play right there, because that 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 moment, you took over that Baltimore game in a hostile yeah. environment, and then you just ran away with that whole entire game. So that one, that's a big one for me. I think that's kind of when like Derek solidified himself as like, hey, I'm 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 I'm. I'm the I'm dog. A king. I'm a legend. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go down. Yeah. I'm, this is where I'm. I, this is my coming out party, man. I'm gonna be because he the Patriots game. He ran wild. Ravens yep. game ran wild. But like you said, Tannehill had a big game there too. Um, Derek threw a touchdown pass. That entire <laughs> run, obviously, is the one of the most recent memory. Um, even I mean the AFC title game. That was they were up ten yeah. nothing. And I dude, I will forever wish though. It was so cool to see Derek throw to to Corey Davis because it was a cool play. But I forever wish he threw that to Marcus, man, on the side. Marcus was wide oh, open. Wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. forever yeah. wish he threw that to Marcus. Yeah. Um, I think – I was at this game. I was little when it happened, man. But that 0-2 playoff game against the Steelers, the overtime win, mm-hmm. that was a massive one. Um, yeah. They won, they won that one 34-31. I think that was Joe Nedney who kicked the game with a field goal. That was an awesome game. Oh, is that the game when he uh, – that first hit because he yeah. missed the first field goal. Yeah, yeah, missed it. Yep. yep. Uh, and they called the flag on the uh, the Steelers, and that's when Bill <laughs> Cower like ran on the field and like was like shooting yeah. out the refs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one, and then if you guys remember the year after, they went to Baltimore, and that's like when Eddie had like the famous like stiff arm on Ray Lewis in the playoff game. Yep. Yeah. Where he slammed it down on the yeah. sideline. They yeah. won that game. So those two like are, 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 you know old memory come to mind, and then obviously the the '99 playoffs. You could go down the list and that wild card game that wasn't very exciting. So yeah, man, that's been it's been a lot of uh of uh, history. They don't they don't win too many games in the playoffs, but when they do, they're exciting. <laughs> they are exciting games, I'll tell you that much. And then we got one more Twitter question as well. Um at Nashville Boxing, uh David Janke tweets and says, why Hilliard over McNichols? Special teams. 100%, I think, special teams. Hilliard can return better. He can tackle better. McNichols has shown us that he's just pretty much a third down back. That's it. Hilliard can tackle better. He can play kickoff. He can be a gunner. And he's and honestly, he's a good – he's a better rushing running back than McNichols as well. Correct. Yeah, I think everything you just said sums up as Hilliard's better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to. Uh, I think it the, the, McNich- the McNichols sack, uh, the sack he gave up, um, that pretty much solidified in that, it in that game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that there was no reason for him not to be able to block that. Uh, he had it head on, you know, and he just he dove low and tried to get him low, and uh, it was a bad, bad uh, miss block, and it led to Ten Hill getting sacked, the only sack of that game, I believe. Um, yeah, and yeah, Hilliard's just better. Um, I pulled their their numbers for this season. And I mean, Nichols had played more games than Dontro Hilliard, obviously, because they didn't need Dontro until Derry got hurt. But um, just yards per attempt, Dontro 6.3, Jeremy 3.8. Yeah. Like Dontro is Don't the better running back. Um, do, you, do, you think that, do you think that Jeremy McNichols breaks through that hole in the Miami game with that vision and that burst? No I mean, chance. maybe because the hole is so big, but I no, mean, no Dontro absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> zero chance. <laughs> Hilliard's a fun little bat, man. He is, man. He like, is. I yeah. really like what he was. He was the Texans draft pick, I think. Right? Is that right? Let's see. Um, I believe he was. Which I think, you know, obviously, Foreman was also a Texans draft pick. 
Um, yeah. But um, he's been a he's been a nice little surprise for the team. Uh, obviously, clutch was able to get that run in and, and really seal the game. But it, he's just better. Yeah, I agree. That's really all it comes down to. That's it. Um, all right, so we kind of dove into it a second ago. Um, just playoff seating, all that kind of stuff. Um, I also want to get your takes. You know, now that I asked you a few weeks ago, now we're at, at the end of the year, your uh, predictions for awards. Uh, who's your MVP this year? Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers over Brady. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's maybe more or less. That might be more or less what I think is going to happen. Um, sorry, Chris. Go ahead, though. I mean, I mean, I believe uh, I need to look at the stats. I, I believe Brady had like an incredibly uh, high statistical season uh, in most categories. Yeah, he's um, like first in everything. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how that compares to his season. Um, what was that when he set all the records? Was that 08? 2008? 2008. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that compares, like his career-wise, but I mean, th- obviously those are those are massive numbers. But um, I mean. Rodgers is Rodgers, and yeah. you know that that team is uh, is tops on the NFC side. Um, I, I think it probably comes down to them too, uh, but I think it's Rodgers all day. They're the two favorites. Uh, Rodgers right now is minus four hundred, where Brady's plus four hundred. So odds tell you that it's going to be Rodgers, um, yeah. and I think it's going to be as well. Back to back MVP. I can tell you who's not MVP. Hey, who's not MVP? That's Jonathan I think, Taylor. I think, Chris, I think he might go awardless this postseason. I think he does too. That was, my this, next, yeah. that was my next thing as well. Uh, OPOI, Offensive Player of the Year. And it's obviously Cooper, it's Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. It's Cooper Cup. Easily. Yeah. And I'm very, very upset that they didn't feed him more in that 49ers game to give him the Dude, record. Same. Yes, totally. He was so close. Oh, yards, so close. Think, like yeah, man. They got the ball at the very end of the game. I think they go down. I mean, overtime, I forget what it was. Um, and I was like, just, just give him one 20-yard bomb, and he's got the record, man, and, and they never yeah. did it. Nope. Uh, yeah, so Cooper Cup. And then defensive player of the year, which I think it's going to be – it should be, in my opinion, it should be T.J. Watt, I think. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm but with It's going to be Aaron Donald, I think. It should be T.J. I, it's definitely down to those two. Right. Um, I think it, it should be T.J. Watt. It's though. almost like a shoe in every single year is, is Aaron I mean, Donald. he tied – he tied yeah. Strahan's record. Um, he tied Strahan's record, and he did it in 16 games. Like, yeah. it was legitimate. Yeah. Um, because he missed a game for COVID, I believe, right? Steelers um, fans were trying to get – missed a game and a half. We're trying to say half, that yeah. it should have been – he should have had another half a sack for a strip sack or something that he didn't get credit for. They were pissed about that. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it should be T.J. Watts all day. Uh, and that's not to take anything away from Aaron Donald. That's just T.J. Watt had a really special season. So my next question is, when was the last time, has it ever happened where uh, offensive and defensive player of the years have been on the same team? Mm. Has it ever happened? Has it ever happened? I can't think of it ever happening. Not to my knowledge. Wild. Not to my knowledge. That would be cool. This Very is sportsbettingdime.com. Um, TJ Watt's the favorite with Micah Parsons as second. No, what? Interesting. Stop it. Man, Micah had a hell of a year, dude. Rookie of the year, yes, year. but not player I know, of the year. I, 
I don't know, Brett. He did. He then guy guy. He's a Swiss Army knife. Does it all, man. He sacks, okay, I tackles, tell you what, I tackles think for loss. He Michael Parsons ended up being what they originally thought Leighton Van Der Esch was going to be. Yeah. In Dallas, I think. Yeah. Van Der Esch is still okay. I, I think Mike even is just better. better. Like I, I, think, I don't yeah. know Maybe. that anybody would have projected Maybe. Micah having this good of a season ever. He's been so a beast. Good, so good. He's only gonna get better too. Like he's he's gonna be yeah, like the, the next big thing in the league. Yeah. Um, the next Bobby Wagner, whoever you want to say, the the next big linebacker. Um, if you want to go bet on Kevin Byer to win it, he is uh tenth. Tenth. The tenth. I, I would have put him in the top six or seven, but so go waste some money there if you want to. <laughs> and then if he uh, would have came away with a couple more interceptions, I think that he had a legit chance. Good chance. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs, I think, ended up with what eleven, and he's six. Eleven. He's, so yeah, if KB has a, a couple more, then he's definitely going to be higher. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously, coach of the year. I think this is one Brable. obvious one. Obvious Easily. one for us. Easily. Yeah. Frank. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> for sure. Mike I think Brable. so too. Uh, I don't. I don't see any way uh, that you you can't justify that he gets it. Um, totally agree. Obviously, what Matt Lafleur has done. Uh, in his time with the Packers is has been special, but Matt Lafleur might finish. My Frable ain't got Aaron Rodgers. No, correct. Lafleur might finish third. I think behind Zach. I'm Taylor? not saying he will. Yeah, Zach Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Mike Vrabel's. Um, I don't see how you can justify it any other way. And then, kind uh, of some debate all year long, but offensive rookie of the year. I now I think it's Jamar Chase. For a while, I thought it was Mac, but that little four or five game stretch when Mac was just iffy and Jamar stayed consistent at least, and then he popped off again at the end of the year. I think it's Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think so too. As Tony what about, says, Chase is on the case. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Are there any more on there, Austin? Defensive rookie of the year. I mean, that's going to be Michael. Oh, Michael. Okay, so yeah. I'll have one for y'all then. For comeback player of the year, is it Joe Burrow or Dak? I think Joe. I think so too. I think so too. I think yeah. Joe. They you... should be. Yeah, but I think I think before I mean, you do, Dak was like a heavy favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heavy favorite. He kind of fell off though. Yeah, he's been hit and miss, man. If he had more games uh-huh. like he did against the Eagles, there would no doubt be him, and he would. If, Dak should have, you know, had a chance to be MVP throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he, he followed up by uh, a, a shit game against like the Broncos, and then we followed up like it's a shit yeah, game. Yeah, man. Like, uh, uh, they had another bad game. 49ers? 49ers. Yeah. So they were up and down all year, man. But like you, like you said, Brett, like the, the Cowboys could easily lose this weekend. Oh, yeah. And they could 100%. easily go to the NFC title game. Yep. They're so yep. hit and miss, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. I agree. All right, so the, the the number one reason why we had this podcast tonight was talking about this story right here, and that is what happened in Jacksonville on Sunday. <laughs> okay, that's exactly why we're here today, guys. Um, this is not a. I don't even talk about the Titans anymore. Uh, greatest day ever. What happened to the Colts, y'all? <laughs> they showed their true colors. I mean, oh. I, I don't think they were ever as good as they looked at points this season. I think. No. I, I don't Both y'all, Chris, you told that from the very beginning of the year. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously they rode the coattails of Jonathan Taylor all oh, yeah. season. 
uh, and he is a damn good running back. Uh, and it sucks that the the Colts have him, um, but uh, I never thought that they were anything special, and in the end, they weren't. Bro, they they got real high on their high horse too, like real high. Especially, I man, mean, what hit I, me too? When go ahead. I think my favorite quote from all of this was Rich Eisen, who tweeted uh, two weeks ago: "The Colts were the team nobody wanted to face." in the playoffs and now the Colts are a team nobody's going to see in the playoffs. <laughs> Dude, it's true though. It's so good. And what got me is when when the when I found out the Colts were really feeling themselves was when they started pushing for Frank Reich to be coach of the year. And they started tweeting that all on their social pages I was like, "All right, dude, that's that's enough." That's Even enough. after after that Patriots game, the Thursday night game and, and JT ran wild in the second half and I mean, they had they changed their header to him, JT to MVP yeah. in their bio. Yeah. I mean, they went yeah. nuts for the Colts. Um, but it's, it's been Carson Wentz this entire time, and dude, Carson Wentz showed his true colors Sunday. And <laughs> there wasn't even competitive; like that game was like over no. by halftime. They talked yeah. about this morning on Sports or on ESPN. Or they're already talking about if the Colts need to try and find somebody that's not named Carson Wentz a quarterback. They do. I mean. Unfortunately, they don't have a first-round pick to do it with now, because they gave well, that hey, to the don't forget, they gave Chris. that to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are in the playoffs. Chris, don't forget though they have the they have the best executive in the league. While we're while you bring that up, I love a good segue that you didn't even know you were going to do. Um, let's compare. Um, yeah, please do. This is my favorite thing to talk about because Chris Bowers a genius, the best GM in football, best GM ever. Uh, Chris Ballard, uh, let's let's start with our guy. Let's talk about our guy here. Uh, John Robinson, um, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, fifty nine and thirty eight record as a as the GM of the Titans, and has two division titles now. Chris Ballard is forty one and forty uh, as GM of the Colts and has Ooh, division titles. zero division titles. Has yet to be the Jaguars I, in, in Jacksonville. I mean, how many yeah. losing seasons does John Robinson have? He's got zero, Chris. How many does Chris Ballard have? The two? answer's two. He two? has two okay. losing seasons. Uh, so he's already doubled John Robinson up up there. Um, and, and let's go back and remember that John Robinson was chosen Inherited. over Chris Ballard. Or, yeah. No, he was chosen over Chris Ballard for the Titans job. Uh, so – you know, we've always heard, we hear all the time, Chris Ballard is this wonderkind. He's the the next big thing. But John Robinson's blowing him out of the water as an executive. Chris Ballard's yet to hit on a quarterback. Thanks. And Dude, we got ours for a hit on pick. Yep. And DeMarco and, Murray. Yeah. And, 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 he's gotten, and he's gotten lucky with a couple players. Like, who would have expected Darius Leonard to be as good as Darius Leonard is? Yep. He wasn't projected to be that good coming out of the draft. He was projected nope. to be decent, a good starting linebacker. I mean, that would – Chris Ballard's – His know. best pick is Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is – I mean, looks like a good pick now, second-round pick. <laughs> Which, okay, Chris Ballard might have John Robinson on in the offensive line <laughs> drafting department. Facts. Facts. <laughs> facts. Just that one but, name beats anybody. Right, right. But, I mean – we. Let's be honest. Who the best GM in the division is, and his name is John Robinson. Nick uh, it's uh, 
Yeah, dude, it warms my heart. I mean, I know I have a I have a few a few friends that are Colts fans, and just to 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 listen to their shit talk these last few weeks, and how you know even after the Steelers lost, after the Patriots lost, and the and the, and the Colts are going on their run, um, just the Titans are frauds and this and that, and uh, watch out, we're coming for the division title, and shut up. Like, stop, shut up. You haven't, like, if, you're, if you have a stat that says you haven't beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2014, shut up. Dude, I was still in high school then. Quit talking to me. Uh, I, ju- I was in I was sophomore college. I was in – I was – fall of 14 was my senior year of high school. Yeah, dude. I mean, I was, I was 20 when that happened. I'm 27 now. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. Like we, the Titans go down there for practice. Like that is our second home, man. Like that's our vacation spot. Just an easy, easy W year in and year out. Um, but yeah, man, to, for them to not be in the playoffs is is, is great. The fact, just the, the way it fell apart for them, they could barely score Sunday. Can I read you guys a tweet real quick, please? December nineteenth, uh, Colts owner Jim Ursay. As far as the fat lady singing for the division title, she hasn't cleared her throat yet. She'll have to wait. Believe nineteen to three Steelers, in reference to the Steelers beating the Titans. Uh, that game ended up meaning nothing to the Titans. That loss. Yeah. Uh, Titans. Titans still cl- clinched the number one seed in the AFC. That loss effectively put the Colts out of the playoffs. Yeah. And he literally he was. I, I I just love that uh, he was celebrating that, and now looking back on it, uh, <laughs> the Colts it's are so funny, close. man. It, it's, it's so great. funny. It really is great. All right, so I want to wrap this episode up with um, the Titans know their opponents for next year, twenty twenty two. So this year the Titans were lucky they had nine home games. This next year they'll have nine away games. Um, so it's gonna, I think it's going to flip flop each year. So you're correct. They were they were lucky to get that this year. So next year they'll have nine away games. And dude, this is a, uh, a tough schedule, boys. I'm not gonna lie to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, even this year, if you looked on paper, it was a tough schedule. Some of the teams, and you never know. Like on paper, this looks tough, but like each season is new. Each season has its own stories. Uh, teams that we think may be good aren't good, and teams that we think won't be good are good. It just it's how it happens. Like we, people said, the Eagles had one of their worst rosters in football. Uh, Nick Sirianni was an idiot, and look at them now, the seven seed. Like it's stories like that is the reason why I love the game. The 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 Raiders, after all they went through all year long, they're the five seed, made the playoffs. Like it, it's the coolest. It, it's the best league in the world. Um, but anyway, I got off track there. Sorry. Uh, Home games, obviously, the Texans, Jaguars, Colts, and then they play the NFC West – I'm sorry, the AFC West and the NFC East this year. So you're going to get the Broncos and Raiders at home, the Cowboys and Giants at home, and then the Bengals at home. Pretty good home schedule, in my opinion. Even the Cowboys game, man, that's going to be so much fun. Pray to God that Sunday Night Football <clears throat> and Monday Night Football. Pray to that God. That would be that so is. good. Hope it is. And then yeah. your away games, Texans, Jaguars, Colts. Again, you they're they're now like a, a they're just on the schedule every freaking year. I feel like uh, the Chiefs, Chargers, Eagles, Washington, blank. We don't know yet. We'll find that out very soon. Bills, 
and Packers. Holy shit. Dude, that's One, a tough away schedule. Three, four. That's a tough schedule overall. Yeah. Um, it's going to be an exciting season, though. I mean, seven that, playoff teams out of 17. That could be, that could be a Aaron Rodgers list Green Bay team, though. Never know. I mean, you got to go on the road to play Mahomes. You got to go on the road to play Herbert. Um, Philly's always tough. Philly's going to be tough. Washington's easy. Buffalo, you never want to go to Buffalo and play. Mm-mm. And then the home games, Denver, you don't know who will be their quarterback next year, but you would think it's you know, it's, an, it's an attractive option. They're going to be on the market. They have a lot of cat space. Yep. Vegas, Dallas will be a good game, the Giants, and then the Bengals, man. And who knows who the Broncos' quarterback is going to be? Like, right. That, Dude, I mean, if, that, you, if you put a good quarterback with those Broncos, that Broncos receiving core is stacked. You put a good quarterback be, with them, it could be it really could be good. Russell Wilson or someone like yeah. that. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah. And then yeah. they got Javante Williams at running back with Melvin. Bro, it's solid. It's a tough schedule. Yeah. It'll be fun, though. It'll be fun. So, I'm excited. But for sure, focus on this right now. Focus on this, this run to the Super Bowl they're about to go on. I looked at um, – Super Bowl tickets yesterday. Sheesh. They ate you, brother. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. And speaking of it, which, I mean, have have you guys heard about how the game may not end up being played in LA if COVID yeah. restrictions continue? Yeah. It's gonna be after everything I've read. Uh, yeah. I, I, our, our, I got a, we got a source that says that they've heard from a source from a high end NFL official that the game's gonna be played in LA. That's breaking news on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so I was, you're right though, Chris. I was hoping it would be moved to Dallas. That was the rumored location because I have some family in Dallas and that was a free place to stay. Yeah. That would, I was, I was excited about shorter that. Shorter flight for us, too, huh? No doubt. Yeah. So I, I have, I have uh, close friends in, in LA. So I have a place to stay out there, but. I've always said I'll go. Always Me said too. I'll go. Me too. But yeah. the money's got to the money's gotta be right, to, though. May have to remortgage my home. The to money's got to be right. I can't, yeah, I'm not going to go broke just to go to this game. I can't do that. Right. I might just go to L.A. I might just sit outside the yeah. stadium and, and be there. I might just do that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know Still there's going to be there. some kind of watch party that you could go to there. Yeah. Yeah. Get there first, though. That's all that matters. Get there first. Get there first. The yep. ride is going to be fun, man. I'm excited. These next two, these next couple weeks are going to be a fun little. The uh, fans deserve it, man. The fans have been great on both home and away games this year. It's been electric. The, oh at the, my gosh, at the games, yeah. and then they've been loud. I mean, even at away games, like the Rams game, the Texans game, dude. There was, was the Texas yeah. game sounded. The Texas game sounded like a home game at times. Right. It was, it was pretty cool loud. at the uh, the. Uh, and that was just on TV. I wonder how it actually felt in the stadium. <laughs> Vrabel said in that that victory speech at the FA yeah. that thank the fans. Publicly. They came out publicly thank the fans. They came out and yeah. supported us. So yeah, man, we've shown up this year. So we deserve it. It's been it's been a rough couple of years. And yeah. uh it's uh, the, the, we're reaping the benefits of a of a smart head coach and a smart general manager. So tighten up, man. Tighten up. Tighten up. All right, for Brad Bastard. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Chris. And the best oh. owner in the NFL. Facts. Facts. Mama Amy, man. Miss Amy. Shout out to Miss Amy. All right. For Brett Bastard, for Chris Carter, next time around, we will be talking to you about the preview of the divisional matchup, the Titans and whoever they face. 
My name is Austin Nelson. Tighten up. Let's go. One seed, baby. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs>